Let's talk about the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the first of eight ways to be blessed, with verse 11 being an extension of verse 10, which initiates the Sermon on the Mount as found in Matthew chapter 5. In these verses, Jesus gives us a very clear picture of the characteristics of kingdom subjects. 5.3 is about the attitude of ourselves. Verses 4 through 6, the attitude to our sins. See yourself as God really sees you. Verses 7 through 9 is an attitude to the Lord. Seek to keep hearts pure. And verses 10 through 16 is the attitude of the world. Our society is increasingly unfriendly to God's people. If we are God's, we will be in conflict with the world. These chapters developed the, the precept of a spiritual kingdom, which was introduced in Matthew 3, 2, 4, 7, and 4, 23, which says, And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and revealing and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. Perhaps the first thing to understand in these scriptures is to recognize that we will not be able to meet the established standards. Jesus said uh, in Mark 2.17, the only people who will ever come to get what Jesus has to give are sick people, people who know that they are spiritually and often physically crippled. Christians should wince for self-sufficiency, self-reliance, self-confidence, self-determination, and self-esteem. The following is a partial quote from a Bible Hub commentary, and I quote, Who, therefore, whatever their outward situation in life may be, however affluent and exalted, think mainly of themselves, meanly of themselves, and neither desire the praise of men, nor covet the things of the world, but are content with the lot God assigns them, however low and poor. These are happy because their humility renders them teachable, submissive, resigned, patient, contented, and cheerful in all the states. And it enables them to receive prosperity or adversity, health or sickness, ease or pain, life or death, with an equal mind. End of quote. Being poor in spirit is not being poor spirited which would describe a person with no zest for life or its challenges, nor would it mean one is to have no low self-esteem. It means one should empty themselves of pride and belief that they do not have the ability to manage their lives effectively before God can spiritually bless them. Martin Luther went through the struggle with his intellect and self-defined piety before God touched him and let Luther see he was spiritually bankrupt and had to empty himself before being filled with God. Everyone is powerless without God, helpless, unclean, and unworthy before the Creator. When Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, he does not mean everybody, but only those who experience the truth of it in their soul. Poverty of spirit 
It is a sense of powerlessness of ourselves. It is a deep sense of moral uncleanness before God. Moses, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? I will suggest that the reason God got angry at Moses is not because of the humble assessment of his own abilities, but of the lack of faith in God's ability. God's solution for a sense of guilt, of uselessness, or is the instruction, stop looking at your own unworthiness and uselessness and look at me. I will teach you what to say. Look to me and live. The answer to the paralysis of low self-esteem is sovereign grace. The test is how much you embrace the words of Isaiah 41.13. Fear not, you worm, Jacob. I will help you, says the Lord. William Carey did not have the high self-esteem. When the fire of 1812 destroyed dozens of his precious manuscripts, he didn't blame the devil. He said, how unsearchable are the ways of God. And then he accused himself of too much self-congratulation in his labors and said, the Lord has smitten us. He had a right to do so, and we deserve his correction. When he had outlived four of his missionary comrades, he wrote back to Andrew Fuller and said, I know not why so fruitless a tree is preserved, but the Lord is too wise to err. The secret of William Carey was not low self-esteem. He was pure in spirit in the very end, knowing very well his sin and failures. Isaiah 6 Woe to me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord himself. So we learn from Job and Isaiah that one source of lowliness is to see God in his power and holiness. Paul, I know that nothing good dwells within me. That is my flesh. That's Romans seven eighteen. Note the following progression in Acts Paul declares himself the least of the apostles. In Ephesians, he states that he is the least of the saints. And by the time we get to 2 Timothy, he has become the chief of all sinners. Even Paul recognizes spiritual poverty. Peter, when he saw the power of Jesus on the lake of Gennesaret, Simon Peter fell down to Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, I am a sinful man, O Lord. That's Luke 5, 8. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that the proper time He may exalt you. Amen. Good day.